This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. People just need to chill out. He will be one of my winners of the week. Coming up at 835 here on a feel-good Friday on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Good morning. I'm Brandon Rathert. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Uh, Ta-da. Producer Hannah is back. <laughs> Hello. She had to take the day off yesterday, try to buy Taylor Swift concert tickets. Oh, no. Don't, don't start that. Wow. I uh, Listen, watch the social media stuff. The thousands of people here in mid-Missouri, just right here, like in Cole and Callaway and Monotone, and Boone counties and Rand. I'm like, wow, this is insane. And it's not about Taylor Swift. It's about Ticketmaster on a couple of different levels and what they did and the, the the broken hearts is and it's not just the parents but the the kids that are dead mom and dad yeah we'll get you some Taylor Swift concert tickets and mom and dad they get all the workers at their workplace hey y'all get on the computers I'm getting Taylor Swift concert tickets for my kids today we're gonna do this and the kids are all excited and the kids come home from school and they're like what happened <laughs> no Taylor Swift concert tickets and people are mad about the prices but the demand is so high so you know and here we've got all these liberals calling on the government we must have intervention because we can't get our Taylor Swift tickets <laughs> I know and it's like let's just like we're not blaming Taylor Swift like hey maybe you should have toured more than one time every four years so you don't blow up Ticketmaster maybe you should have more shows I don't know but instead we're like this must be you know we have to get the government to fix this Taylor Swift problem. Whenever there's a problem, we call on the government. The very people that we criticize yeah. on a regular basis. Hey, you know those people we just spent you know, three and a half hours criticizing? Can we get them to help us so you can hook a brother up with some Taylor Swift concert tickets? It's like socialist. Taylor Swift tickets for everybody. <laughs> Unless we can guarantee that everyone can have a Taylor Swift ticket. We are mad. Hannah did not stay home to buy Taylor Swift Ugh. concert tickets. She's uh, she's being a trooper this morning, coming in with a triple ear infection. Did uh, <laughs> <laughs> how does the math work out on that one, <laughs> Marsh? You know I ain't real. My math ain't much better than my English. Um, I don't know. Our, we have we have determined. We have determined that. Yeah. We and I'm wondering because I get the you know the polite thing to do is you know when you're sick you're supposed to stay home, not be around other people. That's not. Uh, how I grew up, and I'm not saying that's right, wrong, or indifferent, but I was when I was sick, my dad said, Dad, I'm sick. I'm like, okay, well, go be sick at school. That's just what you did. You you bucked up, and I, it, I get it. It's changing, and I feel, you know, okay, to be unselfish, I don't need... Listen, the world will go on with me, whether I go to school today, whether I show up here. The, the world, the life goes on whether I'm here today or not. Well, and we had a couple uh, wake-up family members point out on Wednesday when I was here sick, Brian was reporting in his news that the health department or somebody was urging you to stay home if you're sick. That was actually the state health department. Yes, yeah. that, that was an, uh, came directly from the state health director in Fulton. We got a couple text messages saying, now, Hannah, you need to listen to Brian's newscast. Or what would have been better, John, and I want to get your opinion on this as a news guy. We try to lend a lot of credence to our news guys, much deserved credence to Housworth and Marsh here. But what do you think about Hannah? Uh, who is obviously sounding sick. And a lot of folks, by the way, texting, wondering where you've been, and they're glad you're back. But I'm wondering, we should have had Hannah actually read that story. And the health department There you go. Well, kind of add a little additional <laughs> emphasis to the story. You know, um, and by the way, I, I think uh, I'm thrilled to have Hannah back, but uh, what she's going through right now, and th there there's about four or five, um, maybe six, various things going around i've had stomach flu twice in the past month and it's just and to the point where when i was at mu urgent care here in columbia on sunday 
you couldn't get in. It was it was couldn't find it. I had to go park at that steak burger place next next to it. It was that big. So there's a lot going on, and you wipe as much down as you can. You do as and I try to do everything. I wash my hands all the time. I still got get it, but it is going around. So people be very very careful because there's there's various things. Some have what Hannah has this RSVs going around, yeah. and then the other thing. The, don't forget the COVID that's still going around. Uh, and here's what I think and is the di- flu and the that's flu. True. And here's what I think is a little bit different about this. Okay, you got code over the past couple of years, whatever. You get the flu. Guess what happens around this time of every single year? It gets cold. People get the flu. The flu and that stuff, the COVID, I don't care. But the RSV, that is something that is different because this is hitting adults and it's hitting us right yes, here where is. we live. Well, it is. And there are, it's filling up bed spaces. That is something we'll have to continue to keep an eye on. I'm not going to alarm anybody at this point, but it's something... I mean, the fact that when I went into the, um, uh, and I, by the way, I was at a local pharmacy last Friday night in a different one, and it was just packed with people, and there was a quick care there, and they were telling me about strep going around, and they were telling me about the ear infections and stuff. So it is going around, but the stomach flu, and then it's just, it's rough. Um, and it's also, it's kind of taxing, if you will, the um, the healthcare providers because they've been just so busy. So just uh, just be patient and try to continue to wash your hands. That's a good idea. I think my doctor has been punking me. How come the uh, the medic or the antibiotic I was prescribed is huge, and I went to the doctor saying my throat's really swollen. Like drinking water is really difficult, and he said okay. So I went and picked up my prescription, and it's a freaking horse pill. These pills that Anna <laughs> takes, she brought them in because she, she was saying they're pretty big. And a lot of times the penicillin amoxicillin pills can be pretty big. She brought them in. These, these things are the size of a Twinkie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look like an Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Looks like a ding-dong. I mean, the, these things are huge, and they're chalky, and they, they just don't, uh, man, they don't go down easy. We are The point of that story is we're glad... <laughs> We are thrilled to have, and, and, and everybody stay healthy, no doubt. Now, uh, adversely, next week, Houseworth, Stephanie, Marsh, and I, we're all going to be out because we're all going to have our triple ear infections because uh, are ear infections infectious? No. All right. What What about what? <laughs> uh, okay, Stre- so. Strep, strep is the stomach. <clears throat> stomach flu is. I was told that I, I couldn't. I couldn't even get out of bed at one point. But I mean, there some of the, and the RSV definitely is contagious. And you're right, Brandon. It's affecting adults uh, and and young young people. We're talking about people in their twenties up off. There were people in there in their eighties. It looked like maybe older. We're dealing with that. By the way, yesterday, so Pelosi stepping down from House leadership. Republicans already say we are going after Joe. Want to get to that really quick? But here's what I would suggest you do. Uh, join us at our Tiger tailgate tomorrow. Wind chill. <laughs> when this is happening, wind chills tomorrow in the mid-teens. If you are going to the Mizzou wow. football. Like, I'm daring you. Join us at our Tiger tailgate. You can get onto our websites, 939theeagle.com, kwos.com. It's something really cool we do for you every single year. Uh, man, we Cool you- being the active word. Brandon will be there with his ski gear on. <laughs> He'll get his ski gear out early. <laughs> Uh, we feed you, we give you booze and all that good stuff. Buffalo Wild Wings, Culligan and Mid-Missouri, Bud Light, High Noon, Hard Seltzers. Here's what you do. You can go to various locations across Mid-Missouri. You can go to Club Car Wash in Columbia, Jefferson City. You can hit up Big Whiskies. What about hot chocolate? We'll probably have hot chocolate mixed with booze. 
Uh, and then in New Bloomfield, you can hit up Speedy Bees, and it's really easy. You walk in and say, hey, where's those passes for the 93.9, the Eagle, and the 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS, Tiger Tailgates? And all right here, and they'll give you like four at a time. It's a really cool free food before you hit up the game. Love it. Uh, it'll just be a little chilly. That's all. Little chilly. My uh, Pelosi announcing yesterday, and I think the timing of the whole thing. I get it. So we learned the other day, Republicans, they will control the House. They immediately said, we're going after Joe. And this is a serious thing. I think I'm putting away. I, I think I'm putting my partisanship aside. I think, if I'm being honest. But Republicans saying yesterday, listen, we're going to go after Joe and Biden. We're going to look. We're not, I shouldn't say we're going to go after. We are going to investigate two things. Number one, I thought it was funny. The Democrats in D.C. like, you can't, you can't go and investigate a sitting president. Oh, really? <laughs> huh. Watch me. Watch this. Hold my beer. What do you mean? We can... the, the, the people who spent six years investigating a guy who was in the White House for four years and is still investigating, you're telling us that we can't go after a sitting president? Ooh. But I'm wondering about the, 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 and I get the timing. Republicans take control of the House. Republicans immediately coming out and saying, hey, we're going to do this. Pelosi, though, and I'm just curious, and I understand Nancy Pelosi, who I'm obviously not a fan of. She's had some personal stuff happen here in the past few weeks. She says, hey, I'm going to step down. But I wonder if there's anything there to the timing of all of this. And I don't have a definitive answer. It's just a question rolling around in my head. So I don't know. I can't draw a line from point A to point B. But it is a question I have regarding... Uh, regarding timing. I was watching the national news outlets yesterday. I thought it was August and the Queen had died again in their flowery stories about, oh, how wonderful. And I get it. You know, she did some first in the house. I, I get that. I do. I understand that. But my God, I thought the Queen died. That's how flowery their coverage was. Did they already have like a montage of like old pictures of her and stuff? Set to real soft music right? and wow, it was uh, incredible. Yeah. The, the the glam shot with her and JFK, that one. <laughs> yeah, prayed that, prayed that one back out again. Uh, Representative James Comer, man, he nailed it. He personally participated in meetings and phone calls. Documents show that he was a partner with access to an office. To be clear. Joe Biden is the big guy. Boom. Bottom line. James Comer talking about after the Republicans announced yesterday, hey, and I, I again, I want to be careful about how I phrase it. They're not going after Joe. They're going to, they're going to look, hey, let's see if something's here. Because everything we have seen thus far basically looks like, yeah, Hunter Biden used his dad's powerful name in politics to peddle influence that's some pretty serious uh, peddle the influence on an international level that's some scary stuff when that big guy is now taking naps in the oval office after he eats his pudding for breakfast that's that's a big deal and joe biden's recent comments have changed slightly because before he was just saying like anytime they asked him about hunter he was like i never talked to hunter about anything and you're like really that, that's hard to believe and now he's like we need to move on <laughs> We just, we just need to move on. So he's not, he's like no longer denying it even. He's just like, you know, because because it was so incredulous when he said, oh, I, I don't talk to my son about anything at all. 
And now he's like, let's just move on. Yeah, of course you want us to move on. Let's talk about something else. Coming up, we're going to be doing your daily DC rundown here on a feel-good Friday. Stephanie, what's underneath the circus tent this morning? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Fox was guarding the hen house, and because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. That's Carrie Lake, who was in the election to become Arizona's governor, and she's saying, hey, they're her opponent, by the way, is an important role in election. She's kind of looking at that, and this is against the backdrop of some other, I don't want to use the word irregularities, but a lot of folks across the country in various states saying, we should look at some of this stuff, and that's getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Baum. So in Houston, uh, Governor Greg Abbott has uh, started to talk about one, uh, about the county uh, where Houston is. And um, why is it where when we all, all of a sudden have an influx of Democrats somewhere, suddenly they start having election problems? <laughs> because, you know, all these Democrats from like California and stuff moved to Texas during COVID. Um, and apparently uh, on Election Day in Harris County, uh, they had 800 polling locations that had some uh, long lines or there were there was problems reported there. Um, and they were saying specifically there were paper ballot shortages, delayed openings of the polling locations. And now Abbott saying, you know what, in Harris County, it's a blue county being run by Democrats. And although Republicans still won every statewide office in that county in particular, they all voted for the Democrats. Um, and he's like, we need to have an investigation here. So we've been hearing about it in Arizona and other places. Um, but it, but we've got to keep a close eye on this. And we go back to the 2020 election. Say whatever you will about it. I think if 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 anything... It spurred a really good conversation over the past couple of years because I think everywhere nationwide, people are looking around going, yeah, one prior to 2020, when was the last time we really looked at election processes and security? Sure. And and just when are we going to know the results? And I think what we know is when people know the results the day of, they feel more confident in those results. And so even in places where it wasn't close, so like Ohio, it's being reported they're still counting. They are they've had these late arriving mail ballots and it, and the election the margin was so large that it got called on election day, but you're thinking, "Okay, if it was close, like say it was close like it was close in Arizona, maybe it wouldn't have been called." And so, you know, are we going to continue to have more and more states where, you know, what is it like, you know, two weeks and we're like, well, maybe, I don't know, you know, so it's frustrating. But I think I think people are like, well, it's fine because the margins are big. So we didn't have a problem in Ohio. No, they're still counting. We need to keep an eye on that, because if it's close that and when it really matters, we don't want to be going a week later without knowing who won. And still some seats, by the way, in the U.S. House of Representatives um, still not decided. Yesterday, a shootout on a boat. Um, U.S. Customs and Border Protection agent. An agent was actually killed. They got into a shootout off the coast of Puerto Rico uh, with a suspected smuggler. Um, apparently, there were two smugglers on a boat. There were three agents. All three agents ended up being shot and one ended up dying. Um, so just a disaster, you know, at the border with drug smuggling, everything. And we have we have a solution. Any work? Anybody there doing anything? No. No, not good. It's a really sad day um, there. Um, also, speculation continuing to swirl about 2024 now on the Democrat side. Apparently, uh, Gretchen Whitmer was um, approached yesterday saying, hey, are you going to are you eyeing 2024? And she's like, I just got off the election trail. I just won the governorship. Of course, she's saying I have no interest in um, in going to D.C. And I fully intend to serve my full term, which um you know, a lot of people have said before. So, yeah. uh, you, I don't know. You think she'll throw her hat in the ring in 2024? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. statement that I prepared. 
denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. <laughs> I've never heard someone do good after they said that. Dave Chappelle, SNL. Remember a lot of uh, a lot of strife prior to his appearance last week. Some of the writers said, we're not writing for the show. And man, the ratings for the show. Boom. One of the highest in several years. I love Dave Chappelle. In college, we had his show on like the box set DVD and just watched it on repeat. And I like his stand-up stuff. I'm still a bigger fan of his, his show that was on Comedy Central for, for a long time. I thought it was brilliant. He does some brilliant comedian stuff. Jerry Seinfeld, a great comic in his, uh, his own right. He happens to be Jewish. He was asked, hey, Jerry. And Jerry, I think, is pretty known to be a very classy guy. Somebody said, Jerry, man, what do you think about uh, Dave Chappelle specifically and what he had to say in his opening monologue, the anti-Semitism stuff and stuff like that. And I was anxious to hear, okay, interesting perspective from a guy who is Jewish and is, uh, has made millions of dollars being funny for his entire life or at least attempting to be funny now, he's got great comedy uh, Jerry Seinfeld's take when they were asked what do you think about it here's what Jerry Seinfeld said he said great execution he said he executed what he had to say well and he went on to say you know and there's some conversations to be had about what this comedian brought up on stage there's some conversations to be had because you know people were complaining i can't believe snl is putting dave Chappelle on saturday night live we can't believe they're doing it uh and jerry seinfeld saying you know this is a good opportunity for some conversations i thought it was just an interesting take and i'm i might be the wrong guy to ask because i have a different sense of humor than a lot of people I, uh, I have a, a blanket thing, and I'll re I remember this. I was, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. I was an eighth grader. Uh, long middle school, St. Louis, Missouri. And I had acne really bad as a kid. And I remember there's a group of us, you know, 14, 15-year-old kids were sitting at somebody's house watching TV and laughing at the comedians on the TV. And then a comedian got up and did some jokes about acne. And all of a sudden, as an awkward 15-year-old kid plagued by acne who had issues with self-identity and self-confidence anyway, here's all my friends sitting around watching this comedian on the TV joke about acne. Uh, it was uncomfortable, but it was still funny. Because right. it, it's comedy. That's all it is. It's comedy. It didn't. No, I'm not saying acne is something that's comparable to criticizing a race or a religion or anything like that. But that's always been my take. It's just comedy. That's all it is. To steal a line from Ron DeSantis, everybody just needs to chill out. And that's what we're doing here on, <laughs> on a feel-good Friday. Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, uh, Brian Howsworth, producer Hannah. My name is Brandon Rathard. Phone number, something we can do for you this morning. Or you want to pick somebody for winners and losers of the week, send us a text, 874-9390. We're going to be doing that at 835. I love it. We pick winners and losers of the uh, week. I'm going to pick Mike off the text. We're talking about the number of RSV cases going around and why it's different. 
COVID flu, I don't care about that. Flu hits this time every year. People still freaked out about COVID, and that's fine. But ours, this is a little different. Mike sends via text 874-9390. Says, Wait a minute, you kidding me? Three years of, oh, get vaccines and do this and wash your hands and don't go out and talk to people and let's lock down and all that. Mike says, basically, weren't there a lot of people saying several years ago, hey, if you do that, you're going to severely inhibit your immune system. (laughs) Well, here we are on November the 18th talking about the number of people that are getting sick. Right. Because we were so we, we treated everything with kid gloves. I mean, every parent goes through this like the first year your kid goes to daycare and you have the crud all year because your immune system is just getting used to all of those extra germs being introduced in your house. Same for folks whose kid, you know, starts kindergarten. You kind of go through that. Um, And yeah, we basically all hit out and we didn't get that regular immuno response that is a part of our normal lives. And now we're paying for it for sure. And I still think, Marsh, are you still washing your hands? Yeah, pretty much. Using the the wipe on the audio console and all that, too. You know, just kind of force a habit at this stage of the game, isn't it? I still think one of the most amusing things to me that started in the spring of 2020, late winter of 2020, was these massive ad campaigns to tell me to wash my hands. I'm just baffled that people have to be, oh, yeah. Wash my hands. And I haven't get, been doing that in a while. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Gosh. I just, I, I thought it was silly. Mike, great text, man. We appreciate that. You got a great text for us. 874-9390. 874-9390. Glad you could be here. So 835. Winners and losers of the uh, of the week. Some other political news before we move forward here on the show this morning. Biden asking an appeals court to intervene on student loan debt relief. He is vowing a Supreme Court appeal. A lot of people, frankly, are saying, hey, listen, what you did with student loan for you, you just... You, Not only is it illegal, it is just incredibly bad policy. It sends a really, really bad message. And one of the things, as we've seen several of these lawsuits dismissed, we know our Attorney General, U.S. Senator-elect Eric Schmidt, he's been one of the folks to go after uh, this idea of just, hey, let's just forgive your debt. Uh, But one of the points that keeps coming up is judges ruling, you don't have standing to sue. And I don't quite understand standing okay so like you have to have an interest in the lawsuit basically um an injury of some sort so like if two other people are getting divorced you can't like go and be like hey i want those two people to get divorced because like it's none of your business right it doesn't affect you um and so a lot of times like if you're in state court the statutes can confer standing on you and the statute might say in this circumstance you can sue if you're a citizen or a taxpayer but in these suits they're they're under article three and article three standing that's what the and i think it stumped a lot of people on the conservative movement right in the beginning on hey how do we get this into court? Because standing is a little bit of a challenge here. Um, and so uh, what the court, the original court that dismissed the lower, the lower court that dismissed the suit initially said, you know, you've got to have three things. You've got to have an injury. In fact, you've got to have and it's got to be concrete and imminent. And then the injury has to be traceable to the challenged action. So you've got to be hurt okay. and you've got to be hurt because of whatever they did. And then it's got to be likely 
that the injury will be redressed by a favorable decision. So that's kind of a remedy issue. So then, you know, whatever the remedy is has to be able to fix whatever the hurt is, right? And in this instance, it's like, okay, well, they kind of gave you something for free. How are you hurt by that, right? Like, so, you know, and I think one of the ways I think that they did get into court was there was some, I think one of the people was, Okay, so let me see if I can get this right. Okay, so they were going to have their public, uh, their student loan forgiveness um, forgiven because they were in public service. And I think there's like a 10-year thing or whatever. And if that was going to happen, then it was non-taxable. But then what happened was, oh, Biden's going to come in and wipe the 10000 out. So you won't have to use that other provision. But the Biden... Uh, provision was taxable. And so what he's saying is I'm hurt. If it would have, if I would have just gone through the regular thing, I would have gotten the 10,000 tax free. Now with Biden's thing, it's automatic, but I have to pay taxes on it. And so, but for a lot of people, what's your injury, right? And, and that's really, and so the state went in and they've got arguments about, well, there's other implications for the state in doing this. And, you know, we're all saddled with the, you know, ultimate costs and all these other things. Um, and, and what the court, I think the initial court just, it wasn't that there wasn't an injury. It's like, well, it's speculative and it's not imminent. Like it's, it's too speculative. It's not concrete enough. Um, and so, and, and a lot of times you'll get that and, and courts are likely, they don't, they don't rule on the merits. They don't want to decide the issue unless you know you have all of these threshold things taken care of and one of those things is 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 standing and so a lot of times you know people get really excited they want to get their 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 case heard um and but if the court can kick you out on standing they will and they're not supposed to decide constitutional issues unless you meet all the other requirements and so you'll see a lot of times you know some of these redistricting cases and other cases standing is is, is brought up a lot it's you know you shouldn't be in court unless you really meet the requirements to be there so so I'm wondering, so you're talking about the injury and being affected. Can't say, and I, I think, I, hell, I'll go sue somebody. I think I have standing in this because it's my taxpayer dollars. It's, I mean, it was my taxpayer dollars anyway, but now the kids, these college people who took out the student loans aren't paying it back. Aren't. Ain't I injured stuff? You're not. Okay. And so, you know, you think about like the gas tax, right? And if we had every person in Missouri who's like, you know, you're increasing my taxes in court, right? The injury is not particularized to you. Um, and so, yeah, generally as just a taxpayer, uh, you don't have standing to just come in and say, well, it's going to raise my taxes. <laughs> it's, it's not good enough. All right. But sometimes the legislature will step in and say, hey, here's who has you know, you know, even though it could be a lot of people, here's who has standing to come in and sue. Here, uh, they're under general like standing rules. So, so it's uh, all about the injured party, correct? Correct. Yeah, and I'm not injured. I I would rather we take for producer Hannah. And by we're not knocking on Hannah here. It's the Joe Biden thing. We'll just forgive it. It's just an incredibly bad message. And yeah, the majority of people would take the money, regardless of your p political beliefs. We saw it with various relief programs in the past. Majority of people would take it. Um, I would rather we get into John Marsh's retirement account and give Hannah $10,000. <laughs> I think we here on the show, we are willing to do we, when I say we, I mean John, we are willing to do that I would rather do. I would rather you give Hannah ten grand than me whatever my dollar and forty three tax share is going to be to forgive student uh, Hannah's student loan. You on board, John? Yeah, sure. 
Good deal. You know, I saw this. Will you, will you take a check, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I saw this argument on Twitter over the weekend, and it basically said if Republicans keep blocking the student loan forgiveness, that that's not going to be great for voter turnout for the Republicans in the next election. For the for the younger uh, yeah for the yeah. younger demo they yeah. weren't voting for us anyway so I say just who cares I'm just saying like we talk a lot about how to sway younger voters to the Republican side of things and I think that this might not be the way to do it so is we we just need to start handing out cash yeah <laughs> well no my cash. of course not <laughs> John's cash we'll hand out John's cash this is wake up mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. What an honor to play with you this year. Uh, what I love about you is just the way that you conduct yourself, you know, off the field and the field, the great teammate that you are. And um, what an honor, you know, just to say I play. That's a guy who won the MVP while playing for the Cardinals three times, congratulating his buddy and teammate last year, Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman for the Cardinals. He wins the National League MVP yesterday, and I thought it was pretty cool. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, really one of the good guys in sports. We give, uh, we, I should say, uh, national news outlets, they give a lot of love to athletes that stir up controversy and say stupid things. And I wish, and I, I wish they'd spend more time talking about good guys like Paul Goldschmidt and Albert Pujols. I wish they would make the news uh, more. Paul Goldschmidt, after receiving his MVP yesterday. Oh, it's great. It's a great honor. It's, uh, you know, but it isn't just about me. I mean, it is about the teammates I had and the coaches and, and guys I played with in the past, even guys I haven't played with. I've learned a lot from a lot of different players, and I think it means a lot to all of those people, and I hope they know how much of an effect they had on my career, you know, my family family here, my parents, I mean, coaches that go all the way back to, to Little League and, and select ball and scouts and minor league coaches and, you know, just different organizations. I mean, there's been so many people that have helped me and, you know, I just feel like God has blessed me to surround me with great people and I've just tried to soak up their knowledge and wisdom and try to use it to the best of my ability. So whether I, I won this or not, it was going to be a great year. This was my best year and the most fun I had, you know, playing with <laughs> Nolan and Albert and so many guys we had. So it was just incredible. So I think uh, what I think is cool. He's a class act. Yeah. Isn't he? You know what I mean? And he's saying, uh, and he means it. He's sitting on, while he's having this conversation, he's on the couch and he's got his wife by his side and he's got his 2.9 kids there and he's just saying all these things. But I, I, I think the big, for me anyway, it's just a good reminder. I love, he, he said the words, it's not about me about other people in life, doing things for other people. And I think about the people that I get to, and I don't want to get mushy here, but the people that I get to surround myself with personally or professionally. Like, Hannah could be a very sweet, thoughtful person. I love uh, Stephanie's uh, mantra. Whatever you're doing, whether you're a county commissioner or you're a dog catcher in Randolph County, it's whatever you make of it. You know, things are what what can you make of it? Can you find that in yourself to make this even more? And I think about who doesn't like to be around Brian Howsworth? How many times? And I'm only saying this because he's not here in the studio right this minute. He's in the newsroom working. And I say this in a kind of way. How many times? Hannah, while we're crossing through the wake up mid-Missouri offices through, throughout the day, how many times does Brian Howsworth say hello to you and greet you? <laughs> At least 10. Yeah. And it's a sweet thing because he is just such a, a, a sweet guy. And I think about, 
John Marsh and his dedication to professionalism and serving the community he lives in because it's not about John Marsh. It's about, hey, what can I do for mid-Missouri? What can I yeah, do? Yeah, but I didn't score the Hank Aaron Award this year. so You, know. you didn't, and you can't. Goldie sure did. Didn't he clean up on awards, though? Yeah, he's won several. As a matter of fact, while he was chatting with ESPN yesterday, they even joked, said, man, you got enough room on that uh, on that No man? kid. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive. And just as a huge Cardinals fan, as most of us are around here uh, in uh, in mid-Missouri, it was just really cool to see somebody like him to be honored with that uh, award and to hear him. You know, just come out and say, I think, what are good things? Because so often the, the athletes, we highlight, I don't even know, the NBA player who's in all kinds of trouble and talk about all these other players that are surly or just me. Whether they're in legal trouble or controversy or not, I'll go back to Barry Bonds, the steroids issue aside. Uh, he did himself no favors because he was just, he, he just seemed to be a mean, miserable 